Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Hello, future doctors. Today, we are going to talk about writing a great personal statement. That's right. Not just writing any old personal statement, but writing a great one. If you are planning to apply to medical school during the next admission cycle, which is coming up in about six to seven months at the time that we are releasing this episode, then this episode is especially for you. But even if you're not close to applying yet, there are some helpful general tips here as well for anybody especially if you're in college. Whether you're applying to an allopathic medical school to get an MD or an osteopathic medical school to get a DO, the application process is pretty similar. There are a few major things that you have to submit with your application to any medical school. And one of the most important ones is this thing called your personal statement or personal essay. A personal statement is basically a one-page essay about 500 words long that helps the committee understand your motivation to become a doctor. It is often but not always the first part of the application that an admissions committee member will read. Think of it as introducing yourself to the committee and explaining why you want to be a doctor. Then the other part of the application, like your activities and Grades and MCAT score will try to demonstrate that you are genuine about your motivation and that you have what it takes to be successful in medical school. I remember spending a long time thinking about what I wanted to write in my personal statement and exactly how I should write about it. I actually went through a few drafts before I was happy with it, but eventually it did come out good. I do remember like my first draft, I had someone read it. And they said, oh, actually, this is not really good. You need to (laughs) try again. And that was a little defeating. But I went back to the drawing board and I completely came up with something different that was more personal and it had more stories and it really got to the essence of like my motivation. And I think that that was so much better than the first draft. So don't worry if you have to write it a couple of times. That is part of getting to that great personal statement. What about you, Dr. Zulma? Do you remember writing your personal statement? Yeah, I do. It it was really hard and just like, you know, just in reference to what you just mentioned, it's really hard to actually sit down to think about how you want to present yourself within a limited space, but make you appealing enough that they want to meet you, right? Because that's essentially Uh what you're doing. But I do remember, and for me, it was a little bit more challenging just because I had never really been a good writer as well. Mm -hmm. And I dreaded this part because of then, because I was insecure about it. Um, So knowing that is not a strength for me, I actually went out to get help. So I asked a friend who was in medical school and then two non-medical friends were very good writers to help me. I did a couple of drafts just like you did. And then finally, I decided on one and I thought, ha, this one's really good. I think this is good. So first, I I sent it to my med school friend. She was like the first person I was going to have read it. She read it and she returned it right back to me. And she was like, no, uh, this sounds so generic that I know you. This this isn't you. Mm -hmm. And I said, really? And it was like, 
you know, it, it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> because you really did try. And that's kind of like, oh, man, and writing is so hard for me just to start off with. But you know, her feedback, I'm glad she was raw and honest, but she told me, you know, I know who you are, really dig into what you have of passion in your life, and then use this to somehow translate it into medical school. And so I remember, you know, after feeling bummed out for a little bit, then I really just started thinking like, what makes me happy? What makes me excited? And at that point in my life, I did a lot of dancing and performing on the stage. And I really thought about, you know, anytime I'm performing on that stage, I'm just like so happy. I feel so passionate about what I'm doing. And I kind of took that and intertwined it with my application. So I was able to bring up something with that. And and then I, I gave the draft back to her. And then her response is completely different. She's like, yes, this is it. This is a person that I know. And I can see how it correlates the passion with going to medical school. So after I got her okay with that draft, then I sent it over to my two other friends who are, who are great writers. And I did a lot of back and forth. I mean, this was like several weeks of back and forth editing and that because they're not writing it for me. They're just giving me feedback, you know, changing grammar here and there. But she, and, and until we got to the final product. So I give until today when I talk to them, I give a lot of credit to these three friends for being major contributors and me getting a lot of medical school interviews. I ended up getting a pretty good response with interviews. So if you ever listen to this, thank you, Geraldine, Doran, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, just so you know, we're going to compile some good examples of personal statements and put them on our website. Because sometimes when we're talking about this, it really helps to read some examples of good ones. And they're not all going to look the same. Everybody has different stories to share. Everybody has different experiences to talk about. Everybody has slightly different motivations for why they want to be a doctor. Um, I actually found mine recently from when I applied to medical school, and I'll include that up there, and we'll try to get some other statements up there as well. So that'll be on the resources tab of our webpage if you want to take a look when it's time for you to start writing your personal statement. Okay, so let's take a deep dive into what it takes to write this great personal statement. So first of all, some essentials. First, your essay must make a clear why you want to be a doctor. That is the first and foremost reason why you're writing this 500 word essay to begin with. So you have to make a clear the why, like what is your motivation? Like what experiences in your life motivated you to be a doctor? What is it that you think you're going to be able to accomplish as a doctor? Really has to make it clear that you are passionate and you are committed to becoming a doctor. Because without that, if somebody reads your personal statement and doesn't really think that your heart is in it, that colors their view of the rest of your application. You could have done amazing research. You could have done thousands of volunteer hours. But if that personal statement is lacking, trust me, it is going to affect the thought process of the people on the committee that are deciding whether or not you get into medical school. So don't brush this off. Even if you think you have amazing resume activities and that you have all the qualifications and a perfect MCAT score and a perfect GPA, trust me, if that personal statement is not good, is not clear about why you want to be a doctor, it is going to impede your chances of getting into medical school. If you have um, extensive experience in another field, such as you've been a medical assistant, a surgical tech, a phlebotomist, a nurse, a physical therapist, 
whatever it is, make it clear why that career is not good enough or not necessarily good enough, but like why that's not going to be ultimately satisfying for you and why you want to change to becoming a physician. I've had, I've read through a couple of applications where people did this. They were in another field for a couple of years and they talked beautifully about how even though they learned so much and they loved what they did as an MA or a surgical tech, that they were motivated to help people even more through changing careers and becoming a physician. But you have to make it clear. And then secondly, in terms of the essentials, your essay has to be clear. It has to be well-written. There is nothing more distracting to a reader than like having really obvious grammatical mistakes or poor word choices. So your message about why you want to be a doctor should be crystal clear. After reading it, I should not be left with any confusion about anything you wrote. Your grammar and your punctuation should be flawless because like I said, having those mistakes can be really distracting. They can be off-putting. So please don't let something as silly as a grammatical mistake or punctuation error get in the way of you getting into medical school. All right, so let's delve a little deeper and get into the don'ts and the do's of what specifically to do in writing your personal statement. And let's start off with the don'ts so that we get the negative stuff out of the way and we can end on a positive note. The first don't is do not disparage doctors. I have read a couple of statements where people talk about a negative experience that they had interacting with the medical profession and with physicians. And there is a way to do it where you can do it carefully and you focus on the positive things you learned from that. But you have to do it very carefully. If you have to talk about a negative experience with the doctor in order to make a point, do it carefully. Because this is just true in general. Making negative generalizations about people can come across as immature. So for example, I read a personal statement recently within the past couple of years about someone who had a negative experience when they were traveling in a foreign country and they got really sick and they had to go to the hospital. And they really talked a lot about how the doctors and the nurses were terrible communicators. And he felt totally alone and totally confused during that time he was in the hospital. And so he talked about how this motivated him to become the type of doctor that would value good communication with every patient, regardless of their background. However, in his case, this came across as immature because he focused only on how like terrible they were and how he didn't want to be terrible like they were, right? And it came off as immature because it was only one part of the story that he was really seeing. He didn't show any attempts to reflect on how the language or the cultural differences could have contributed to the situation or what he could have done differently to advocate for himself. So overall, it just came off as naive and a little bit immature. It's also arrogant to think that as a doctor, you are never going to have a patient that doesn't like you or your communication style. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think too, like, you, you don't want to also talk about doctors in a negative way in this personal statement because these are going to be your future colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, and when, and, you know, you have to consider that you're going to be working and really being open-minded. I think when you're describing your negative experiences there, you can get them. It's true. You know, not all doctors are great, but when you're writing about it in a personal statement, 
you, I think, coming across like you want to understand that doctor's perspective of why maybe that experience was the way it was. And like, just like you said, the way probably had to do with the culture. They were in a different country. People act differently, say things differently, and it's not meant to be mean to you. It's just cultural. It's a cultural difference. Within medicine, I think, and within a lot of different specialties, you know, there's also uh, cultural differences within among different specialties as well, and it's not really catered to you. So I think it's a good point to not, you want to get out of a habit of doing that on a personal statement and beyond. Another don't is don't disparage other healthcare professionals. Now, by other healthcare professionals, I mean like, you know, um, nurses and medical assistants and just other people who are part of the healthcare team, but maybe not physicians, maybe nurse practitioners, physician assistants. The fact is that medicine requires a lot of teamwork, and that involves valuing the contributions of everyone on the healthcare team. As a doctor, it will not help you to see yourself as better than the nurses or the technicians or the nurse practitioners that you work with. So you have to be humble. If you are one of those people that's transitioning from a career as a nurse or as an MA or as anything else, then you have to be careful. Like you have to make sure that the language that you use does not come off as suggesting that, oh, like being a nurse wasn't good enough or like, you know, I wasn't as powerful as I wanted to be or just, you know, make sure that you don't paint it in a negative light. Just come come at it from a positive perspective of empowerment instead of like, you know, saying negative things about the other um, healthcare professionals. Because I have read a couple of statements where some of the activities and how they describe them or something in the personal statement talked about it in that way. And it kind of just came off as like, oh, you think that nurses are not as good as physicians. So just be careful with the language that you use and make sure that you don't come across as disparaging other healthcare professionals. All right, the next don't. Do not divulge anything that you're not truly comfortable divulging or sharing. If you discuss something like a disability, a mental health struggle, a difficult life experience, a health condition, then it is assumed that discussion of this is fair game during interviews. Because every medical school is different. At some medical schools, the interviewers have access to your whole application. At others, they don't. It varies from school to school. But you should assume that it's fair game to talk about if it's something that you're talking about in your application. And, you know, being open and honest about your unique life experiences can be a very powerful and a very positive thing, but make sure that you're truly comfortable talking about it in a mature way before you include that. Um, Does that make sense? Dr. Zulma, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. So I would say from my personal experience, when I went to my medical school interviews, Definitely over half of my interviews referenced my personal statement. So I think if you're willing enough to share it, just be willing enough to be able to discuss what's on there because they will ask you. And sometimes the reason why you got that interview is because of what you wrote on there. So really be comfortable um, talking about it. And then also, I would advise before you go to your interview, reread your personal statement so you can remember what you wrote about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Next, don't. Don't feel like you need to get too creative. 
you might read some examples of personal statements out there that tell these like fascinating, incredible stories, or I don't know, do something just super creative with like wordplay or with storytelling or whatever it is, right? But don't feel like you need to get super creative. You can still write a great personal statement without being someone who is an excellent, excellent writer or a super creative person. Your essay is an essay. It's not a Jane Austen novel. It doesn't have to be a poem by T.S. Eliot. You're not competing (laughs) with that level, but it has to be, like we said, has to be clear and it has to communicate your why. That being said, stories can be super powerful. I think engaging the reader by telling a story or sharing an experience can be really useful. So do feel free to tell stories, but don't get so wrapped up in telling an incredible story that you lose sight of your main message or your main messages. You only have about one page or those 500 words to explain your why, your drive and your passion for medicine, so use it wisely. If you're telling a story, include enough details to make it clear and make it engaging, but don't make it take up like half of the whole statement because then you're not getting to the point of that story. So let me give you some examples. So let's say I wanted to incorporate a story about having cancer as a child into my personal statement. That's a very relevant, very powerful experience, probably influenced someone's decision to go into medicine if you had cancer as a child, right? So it is something amazing to include, but you have to make sure you do it in the right way. So this is example A, and this is just for the purposes of demonstration. When I was a child, I was diagnosed with leukemia and my whole world was turned upside down. I want to be a doctor to help others that struggle with cancer like I did. So that's a pretty short story, right? Like you just said you had cancer, but you didn't give very many details. And so this version of a very important story leaves me with so many questions as a reader. Like, wait, what kind of leukemia was it? How long did you have to undergo treatment? Were there complications? How did this affect your education and your family? Did this experience help you grow in any way more than just I want to be a doctor to help people with cancer. Or did you have specific doctors who really inspired you? All right. So example B, this is a better example with more of those rich details. When I was eight years old, I started to experience excruciating pain in my legs. What my parents first thought were unusually strong growing pains ended up being leukemia, which was causing white blood cells to overtake my bone marrow. At such a young age, I struggled to comprehend the meaning of such an illness. All I knew was that my usual life and activities were suddenly taken away. My school, my friends, my strong and limber body, and for many months, the hospital became my home. My family, friends, doctors, nurses, and other hospital staff all did their best to help me stay distracted and comfortable, but nothing could undo the fact that my young body was being overtaken from the inside out and that the chemotherapy drugs had so many negative side effects. However, after a few difficult weeks in the hospital, my body started to respond positively and I could feel myself getting stronger. I had the energy to start asking my nurses and doctors questions about how the chemotherapy medications worked and what white blood cells were. These interactions helped plant a seed in me that would later blossom into a strong desire to help people by becoming a physician. So you see that that version, it still tells the story of having cancer as a child, but it gives richer details without giving too, too much 
And it really kind of shows um, in a deeper way how that experience influenced you and why it's important to your desire to become a doctor. So yeah, those are just two examples. If I were to have an example C in here, it would be a really, really long one with too many details uh, that takes up half of the essay. So you don't want to do that. You want to give a story with like maybe a paragraph, um, maybe two at the most, but try to keep it with enough detail, but not too much to just really make your point. And then another don't that goes along with sort of this idea is to not use language that is too complicated. So instead of using complex language, try to use language that is commonly understood. Um, In other words, don't be that person that uses a thesaurus to find fancy words that you think will impress people. Most educated readers in reality can tell when you're pulling words from a thesaurus rather than using your own vocabulary. So using too many fancy words can be off-putting and distract from your message. Um, So just be careful with that because I have occasionally seen personal statements where I can kind of tell it's like, ah, that's not really the word you would use. I think you're trying to be a little too fancy to come across as impressive. (laughs) Um, Have you seen that done before, Dr. Zoma? I haven't, but I haven't reviewed like personal statements so much. Like the what I see mostly is, uh, well, sometimes I do have some students that are going to apply and they have me just read. But for the most part, the students I've had haven't tried to use the fancy words at so much, but I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it depends. Like sometimes it's a habit that people develop when they're in college, <laughs> depending on what major and everything. Do you have any other things to add to this list, Dr. Zoma, on things that you should not do in your personal statement? I think more than anything, don't procrastinate. Oh, yes. That's an excellent Getting into the personal statement. I think really plan it and just don't, don't take, you know, constructive criticism. Take it like it's a positive thing um, because... It's good to get honest feedback. And if you're going to get someone to read it for you, don't let it be someone that is going to be nice to you just because they feel bad telling you anything. You really want to get somebody maybe that doesn't know you and somebody who does know you, right? Yeah. So they can give you some honest feedback on it. And it should not be something you do overnight. It should take a couple of weeks because you have a limited space to really show your true colors of who you are. And this is all you got for these medical schools. Like this is like, you're writing something. So hopefully they're like, okay, I have thousands of personal statements coming in. Why are they going to want to meet me through this? So it's really always thinking about that. Like what makes me so special or sets me so apart or uh, really shows why I'm truly passionate compared to these other thousands of applicants that are coming in. So don't procrastinate on it. Just really give it time to develop it. Yeah, excellent. I totally agree with that. Do not procrastinate. If you think that one month is enough to write your personal statement, you are wrong. You need at least three months. Uh, And we'll talk about that a little more. Okay, so now moving on to the do's of your personal statements, the things that you should do. First one is basically show, don't tell. Okay, and what I mean by that is that if your main point of your essay is that you want to be a doctor because you want to serve underserved communities, then you have to show how what you experienced 
And what you've done up to this point in your life contributes to that goal. So for example, maybe talk about growing up in an underserved community and how that affected you or your family. Maybe describe your volunteer work with underserved communities and how that strengthened your resolve to serve the underserved. So see, you're, ta- you're actually like giving examples, you're telling stories that illustrate why you want to serve underserved communities, where that motivation came from, and how you have actually put that motivation to work. Because if you say, oh, I want to serve, you know, underserved communities, but your volunteer activities don't show anything that you've done or show very little, and you know, you haven't done anything to maybe develop language skills that are going to help you to serve underserved communities, or you don't have very many experiences that are relevant to that, then I'm going to look at your application. Maybe your personal statement was good. And I was like, oh, wow, this person is really committed. But then I look at the rest of your application and it doesn't fit with that. Like you have to be honest. (laughs) Your, Your personal statement has to be Um, strong, but also consistent with the rest of your application. And you, you know, just because you let's say you volunteered at a free clinic for like 300 hours during undergrad. And that's a really important experiences. It's part of your um, experiences, volunteer work, part of your application. And you also want to talk about a specific story from working at that free clinic, that would be a beautiful thing to include in your personal statement, tell a story of a patient that particularly moved you or that you were able to help in some unique way, or that helps to teach you a lesson about what it's truly like to be poor or underserved or part of a different ethnic group. So again, show, don't tell. Don't just say, I want to help underserved communities. Like actually show why that's the case and what you've done to demonstrate that in your life, in your college career. And another example is like, if you claim that you were inspired to help patients dealing with cancer because you or your sibling had cancer, then show how this experience affected you. So going back to that cancer story, you can tell that story of, for example, having cancer or being uh, in a family of, um, of someone who had cancer and how that affected your worldview, how that affected your motivation, and then also what you've done to show that you're committed to serving people with cancer, if that makes sense. Yeah, you got to walk the talk. You got to walk the talk. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because that's one of the things I find most irritating. And I think a lot of people in admissions committees find that irritating is if you just say something, but you don't back it up with evidence or with stories, or examples, or experiences. So show, don't tell, or like Dr. Zuma said, walk the talk. I think as a, as a physician, too, it could be insulting if you're not, if you're writing about something that you're not really showing for it, too, especially like, you know, I'm a community medicine physician, and if I read something where you're highlighting yourself, like for the community, and then, you know, you look at the rest of the application, and there's nothing community-oriented or that is a little bit insulting because it's like, I'm actually passionate about this community and don't use it as a way for you to try to get in when you're not actually truly passionate about it. And I don't expect all the medical students to be that way. It's just be honest, be honest with what you're writing. Yeah, exactly. I think I remember reading an application once where, and this was, this was the sad case because it was a reapplicant 
And I think they had applied a couple of times. And so you would think that they would have like really strengthened their application by then. But they talked about how they were, you know, so passionate about being a doctor and about serving their community. But then they used COVID as an excuse. Like they talked about how some of the schools are asking like how COVID affected you. And I think this person talked about how they had to help take care of family members who were sick with COVID um, and that a lot of opportunities were taken away during the year with COVID. But then their application also talked about how they were like doing all these outdoor activities like rock climbing and and snowboarding. (laughs) So it was like, wait a minute, like you had time and money to spend on all these other activities but you couldn't find anything to do for additional service on your application. So that was concerning. Again, like your story has to be consistent. Yeah. um, And you have to show not just tell because I'm not going to believe what you're saying if the things that you've done don't back it up. So again, I can't emphasize this (laughs) anymore. You have to show not just tell. All right. Next one. Another thing you do want to do is to demonstrate your strengths, but to do it humbly. So your essay is an opportunity to show the admissions committee what an incredible, driven, passionate, and compassionate person you are. This is not the time to be shy about putting your amazing self on display. However, you have to be careful about how you describe yourself so that you don't come off as arrogant or self-centered. These traits can be red flags for an admissions committee. When writing your personal statement, try not to use too many I statements. Uh, Of course, you are going to need to use the word I. I'm not saying don't use it, but make sure that you're not painting yourself as the epic hero around which everything resolves. (laughs) So if you're describing like, let's say you went on a mission trip to Africa and you spent a month there like helping refugees or helping the medically underserved there. Um, If you say like, I did this and I did that, and you make it sound like you were the one doing everything there, that can be a little bit off-putting. And that can sound like you're not very humble about the actual role you played. Because in reality, you're not even a physician yet. Like how much of the work did you actually do? Does that make sense, Dr. Zoma? And this is a delicate balance. You do want to show how your unique qualities will make you a great medical student and a doctor, but you don't want to come across, again, as self-centered or arrogant. So again, do talk about those experiences. You can use the word I, but try to make sure that you are acknowledging the contributions of everyone in whatever experiences and situations you had, and don't make it seem like you are just the amazing person who, like, touched someone and healed them. You know, (laughs) that's an exaggeration, but make sure that you do come across as humble, even while recognizing all of the amazing things that you've done. All right. And then the next thing um, that goes back to that, don't procrastinate. What you do want to do is plan to edit and re-edit your essay. And so as part of that, you have to give yourself enough time to do it. An excellent personal statement will not just magically appear on your first attempt. I think maybe that's true for like 1% of students write it the first time and keep it exactly that way. The reality is that we are not all amazing writers and we have to go through a couple of drafts before we get it right. 
So it is wise to give yourself at least three months is what I would say to prepare your essay, because this will give you enough time to write a first draft, put the draft away and go back to it a week or two later and edit it yourself or think about it again yourself. Um, It's helpful. Like sometimes when you first write it, um, it's hard to critique it right away. So if you put it away for one or two weeks and then read it again, with fresh eyes, it can be helpful to be like, okay, is this really communicating what I thought it was communicating? Could I do it differently? So then after you've tried editing it yourself, then have one to three people review it and offer feedback. I would say really two to three people. Um, And then incorporate the feedback from your reviewers and make edits. Remember, you have to give them at least two weeks to review it. Don't expect them to just do it overnight. So wait for them to give you feedback, incorporate it, then have at least one or two of the people review it again and provide feedback again. And then you're going to make your final edits. And then at the final, final step, you're going to have someone carefully review your essay for grammar and punctuation. You don't want to worry too much about grammar and punctuation when you're just editing the general ideas. Um, But at the very end, you want to make sure that that's completely polished. And then speaking of grammar and punctuation, they should be flawless, like I mentioned. Um, Have someone who is highly critical about grammar, like maybe you have a friend or a professor in English, um, have them review it for you so that they can really catch any of those grammar or punctuation mistakes if there are any. And then one final note, if you're copying and pasting it from a Word document into the AAMC website, Make sure to review it after you copy and paste it because sometimes there are like unique symbols or characters that don't get transcribed correctly. And also just remember, like Dr. Zola mentioned, she's not the best writer. I'm not a superb writer either, (laughs) but you do not need to be an excellent writer to accomplish a grammatically perfect essay. You just need to ask people to help you and make sure that you incorporate their feedback if there are mistakes. Any thoughts on that, Dr. Zola? I mean, I think you just said it right. You you really need to have more than one person look at it and then taking a break from it and going back to it because a lot of us write depending on how we're feeling that day, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so just going back at it a couple of times, but really have people help you. You can't do this alone. Exactly. All right. So hopefully this list of do's and don'ts has helped you a bit. We will put a summary of this on our resources page of our website, www.futureminoritydoctor.com. Just as a last point, I am also going to put up there these questions to ask your reviewers. So I was thinking if I were back in the day when I was writing a personal statement again, what would be helpful to me? I think when you're writing an email to people asking them to review it, it can be really helpful to actually give them specific questions to ask themselves about your essay. Because if you just give someone a thing, an essay, and maybe they're not a doctor, so they don't understand exactly what the purpose of the essay is. If you just give them the essay and say, can you tell me if it's good or not? You're not going to get always very strong feedback, depending on how much that person knows you and how much they understand what the essay is actually about. Because they might say, oh, yeah, it was a great essay, but that's not really helpful. (laughs) So these are some questions that you can actually include in your email when you're sending people your draft to ask them for feedback. So these are the questions. So first question, does my essay make it crystal clear why I want to be a doctor? 
Or if you happen to be applying to like an MD PhD program or another combined program, you can say, does it make it clear why I want to be a physician scientist or blank? Second question, do the stories or examples I use catch your attention or interest? In other words, is my essay engaging? Is it interesting, (laughs) right? Because you don't want to bore your readers. Uh, Third question, is there anything in my essay that is unclear or confusing? And some sort of sub-questions under that would be, do the stories or examples I use demonstrate my points clearly? Does the essay flow smoothly? Are there any words or phrases I use that are difficult to understand? Then big question number four, does anything come across as self-centered or arrogant? (laughs) Again, remember, this can be a big red flag. So if you ask someone to specifically pay attention to that, that will be helpful. And then lastly, are there any grammatical or punctuation mistakes? I wouldn't necessarily include this question for your first review. I would maybe do it for the final review because you don't want people so focused. I've made this mistake when I'm editing people's essays that I like fix all of their grammar, but then they end up changing the whole paragraph. And it's like, why did I waste time fixing the grammar if they changed the whole thing? So you don't have to do that necessarily um, the first round, but maybe the final round. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts, Dr. Zuma? Yeah, I think when what you mentioned, do the stories or examples that I use catch your attention and interest? I think it's important um, to see if whoever's looking at your personal statement, uh, you want to really have that hook in that first paragraph or opening statement, whatever it might be, just because I feel that if you have somebody that is reading a ton of personal statements, they sometimes tend to sound the same. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to read in the beginning that you want to let the reader keep on wanting reading after that first paragraph is really important. So even getting feedback from whoever's helping you write your personal statement or editing it, also keeping that in mind. So that way, they're not like bored where minds start wandering off versus, oh, I'm really interested and it really catches my attention. I really want to get to know this person. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all we have for you today on writing a great personal statement. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you found this information helpful and we know that each and every one of you listening and out there is capable of writing a great personal statement that allows your unique personality motivation, and commitment to shine. Just make sure that you give yourself enough time to do this um, so that you can make your application to medical school as strong as it can possibly be. Um, If you have any questions or comments for us, feel free to reach out. You can reach us through our website on our contact us page or at futureminoritydoctor at gmail.com. If you're not already following us on Instagram or Facebook, feel free to do so. And we hope you join us again soon. Peace and love, everyone.